eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 to the Fan in Dallas, your radio flagship home of the Cowboys, joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 through the Fan of Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing good, and uh, yes, that is the voice of Bobby Belt. You know, I always have to introduce you and stuff like that if you know, uh, you know, if you want to uh, to learn about Bobby is the uh, is the uh, is the has a show with Sean and RJ, uh, five thirty to ten a.m. Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan, Cowboys Insider for 105.3 The Fan, also uh, co-host of the Draft Show and this great podcast, which we hope to win a lot of awards for the love of the star, which we do for our great fans out there. Bobby, you asked me a question. What was your question? I'll ask how you were doing today. Doing great. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate that. that. Good, good, good. Yeah, you grill good. out this weekend. You, you yeah, no, I had a good time. You know, hey, our, our podcast did a, a lot of work with the DAC stuff the other day, and, you know, and, and uh, I guess we, uh, I guess we made people happy. We made some people sad along the way. Um, DNA is probably something that nobody wants to hear come out of my mouth anymore about, uh, <laughs> about this Dallas Cowboys football team. But, uh, you know, uh, and, and just real quick, Bobby, I, again, mm-hmm. if I could just tie this thing up as quickly as yeah, I can, and maybe we, it turns into a discussion for you and I, you know, with the DNA questions and stuff like that, or the DNA comments that I made about Dak, not backing down for it. This guy, it's not about the interceptions. It's not about it's not about that. It's about his DNA of the way he competes. You know, and uh, hey, if I didn't make that clear enough the the, the first time around, you know, it, it, DNA is not in your, in your uh, talking about throwing interceptions. It's his willingness to to do things that most normal quarterbacks aren't. That's good or bad. You know, that's something to me that, you know, that competitive gene that you have in you, that ability to try and make plays, make something out of nothing, you know. And there were plenty of times last year, you know, not all the interceptions are Dak's fault. Not all, you know, you can put them on the receivers. You could put them on the, uh, you could put it on the coach for Kellen Moore. You can put on Mike McCarthy, you know, for uh, allowing Kellen Moore to call plays. You know, there's a lot of things. It's not all about blaming Dak. I'm just trying to let people know, and I don't hate Dak. I, I really don't. I'm 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 so neutral on this right now. Do I like Dak as a person? 
uh, as far as the things he does off the field. No, absolutely. A lot to like there. Like to like the leadership and all that. But if you sit there and think that I that I hate Dak Prescott or I have something out for him, you know, you're sadly mistaken there. And I'll ask him the question about the DNA stuff at training camp. I'm not afraid about that. You know, I'm not afraid to ask these guys questions. And people think that I will be, but I won't. But you know what? It's it's in his makeup, his DNA, that he is willing to take chances. His first couple of years, he wasn't willing to take chances. That's just that's the Jason Garrett administration rolling out there. You know, protect the ball. He had a runner. You know, he 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 had a shell of a running back this this last year with with Ezekiel Elliott. From what mm-hmm. we've seen in 2016 and 17 and other years, he had a shell of a guy. Tony Pollard. They waited four years to get Tony Pollard going again. You know, this whole thing with Dak is that you know he is going to have turnovers because he is not afraid to put balls in tough spots. And if the tough spots mean they clang off receivers or whatever, you know, that, that's so be it. So, but you know, Hey, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not backing down from anything I said about that quarterback. I, I'm just not, I, I mean, it's, you know, we're eight years into this thing now. Did he make some city? Did he have some, a little bit of playoff success? Yeah. He outplayed Tom Brady last year it was brilliant in that game in Tampa. He wasn't brilliant against the 49ers. He wasn't brilliant at all. Matter of fact, if you look at his numbers, they're very similar to what the you know what Brock Purdy looked like, you know. But the difference was that game was there were some you know there were some plays that they had to make and they didn't make them. Period. So does that fall on the quarterback? Sure. Does it fall on the coaches? Sure. Does it fall on the uh, fall on the offense itself? Sure. You know, you got to find a way to 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 overcome things along the way. And again, I don't hate Dak. This is not a slam Dak thing. You know, I that, and I feel like though, Bobby, real quick, I know this hasn't been quick, but I feel like that to me, I feel like I've been fair. When Dak has had great games, absolutely give him the praise. When I'm wrong, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I will absolutely admit that. You know, but I'm also in a situation right now where, you know, to me, I think you have to be honest and and up uh, forthright about what's going on. So Brian, and I think that was all good to, to go ahead and, you know. You didn't expect me to do that. Because- no, no. Twitter is such a tight medium. It's, yeah. it's, it's better to just lay it all out there in, in one fell swoop, give you that. So my only uh, follow-up question would be, uh, which would you rather talk about uh, into the future? Dak's DNA or the identity of this football team? Which topic do you think? I'm always you'd... good about DNA talk. Just like you say, <laughs> I, yeah, identity, man, my man. Sorry, <laughs> Timken. Timken on those uh, Cowboys pre and post game shows, mainly the post game shows. Ari would always ask me. He would go, "What? Hey, you need to go, Brian. What's the identity of this Cowboy team? <laughs> you know." And he would do it like in that kind of that voice like you're watching some sci-fi mystery science theater yeah. thing. I don't know. Sci- mystery science theater <laughs> was fun, by the way, if you've ever seen that show. Oh, I love it. Tom yeah. Servo and those guys. I love that show. Bro. Anyway, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, you know, no, don't ever let me have don't let me have that kind of talk. Let, give me DNA talk all day. Give me DNA. All right. Talk. So uh, let's talk about the DNA of this football team here at week two of OTAs. Yeah. We'll be out there on Thursday uh, getting to observe practice. You know, it's it's funny. We talk about what can be seen. You, you know, we had that discussion last week and the week before in terms of what can you actually learn from these things. And a lot of times it's, 
it's not a lot. So, uh, but you know, I think once you see one week, then you go, okay, let me see what do they build on here or, or what do we find out additionally from this or, or is this going to be something new? So after one week of OTAs, when we head into this second week, Brian, a uh, few things that I'm going to be looking out for, uh, I, you know, I'll be really interested to see is Mozzie Smith working on that veteran side of the field yeah. this week instead of the rookie side. Um, you know, what are the, are, are the offensive line combinations we saw last week? Some of the changes that we saw, Chumi Doga at left guard, Farniak playing both guard spots, taking some center reps. Um, you know, are we going to see Zach Martin at all? Are we going to see Trayvon Diggs at all? Demarcus Lawrence, some of these guys that were absent, Jordan Lewis, uh, a, a lot of different things to look at. What's the big thing, uh, the, the number one storyline for you that you're going to be sitting down at practice on Thursday going, okay, after watching them last week, what do I want to see this week? Yeah, Bobby, you might get some more of the young guy, you know, the split between the two groups. You might get some more of that. And then next week we have the the like the mandatory mini camp. And maybe that's where you're going to see in those three days the I think these these practices leading up to next week could be very much about acclimation, if I use the right word there. Yeah. Uh, with the, um, you know, with trying to get the rookies incorporated with the veterans, and then look at it as how should we practice? This is the tempo we practice. Practice. This is the pace we practice at. Uh, this is how we do the drills. You know, you're just trying to get these guys. I wonder if they learned a lesson last year, and they didn't have Jalen Tolbert for the majority of the OTAs of the mini camps. Yeah, I wonder if that, that was cast. one of those examples where that. When he got to training camp, he wasn't he wasn't all there. I mean, he was lost. And maybe they felt like that going back, do they want to go through a situation again where the rookies are not completely understanding? I, again, I'm just I'm throwing it out there, guys. Don't I mean I don't come at me with, you know, oh hell, that's a bad excuse, Brian. No, I'm just trying to think about I'm trying to think about a situation that did they do Jalen Tolbert any favors last year? You know, did they by just, you know, he, but he wasn't available. Maybe it's one of those things that, hey, let's, let's, let's throw these guys into a situation where they have a chance to have some success and are able to build on that going into, because the veteran players are going to leave the facility after next week. You're going to go out and vacation or, you know, guys will hang around and work out. But the rookies will still be here. The rookies will still be working on, uh, you know, the, in the strength program, the conditioning program, getting acclimated to what's going on um, about the whole thing. So maybe we'll see again another day of that separation between the two. And then next week, the three days that we're allowed to watch practices, right? Was it uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Or Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. So next week, yeah, we'll get that mandatory and we'll get to watch those practices. And then you'll start to see the coaches put these guys. Maybe it's Mozzie Smith in there with the ones. You know, maybe he's getting some work with the twos. Maybe we see Overshone get a little bit more work here. Oh, maybe we get a little bit uh more of oh wait, they're they're running some uh first offense. Uh Schoonmaker is in with a Hendershot, you know, and that kind of stuff. So I, I think we're kind of to that that point where that I, I think it's going to be one more week of maybe separated, and then next week will be the week of putting everybody together. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Did it interest you, you know, when we talk about the, they had the younger group and the veteran group, and in the younger group, there were some bottom of the roster guys who aren't necessarily young players, but they're, they're back into the roster guys. Did you find it interesting that Ronald Jones was with yeah. the group and Malik Davis was with the veterans? Yeah, I did because I know our shows leading up to like the post season, you know, when they, when the, when it was over the, you know, the final shows after the playoff games and we were starting to hear stuff about Malik Davis and, you know, was he, was, where was the buy-in? Where was the buy-in on Malik Davis? And, you know, hey, there's there's coaches that are now gone. You know, Skip Pete now gone. You know, there's mm-hmm. maybe there's a, maybe there's a little bit of if Skip Pete had a problem. And, and I again, I'm not trying to put pit people against people, but if Skip Pete had a problem with Malik Davis in the 49ers game, because you know they were in a situation where they needed players onto the field. You know, they lost a back, and what did they do? They they didn't put Malik Davis out there. And, you know, we were all expecting Malik Davis to play. So, yes, the fact that Malik Davis, maybe he's got a clean slate, you know, with the offensive staff now. Uh, the uh, the fact that Ronald Jones, again, this could be an acclimation period for him as well. They could, you know, this could be, okay, we're not going to put you up here with the veteran guys right now. Even though you're a veteran player, you need to learn what we're trying to do here. And by putting him down on that field where I was watching practice, that might be where he was at, or well, I know that's where he was at, but that's where they might wanted to start. Maybe, maybe they'll shuffle some guys around to, uh, tomorrow, uh, Bobby. Maybe some of these backs that were up on the uh, what I would call the varsity field will get shuffled down to the JV, and maybe some JV guys get to go up onto the varsity field this week. Yeah, and that, that'll be one of the things to watch. I think is just some of the switching around that they might do. I was really interested last week. I wanted to see how about the guard situation, though. How yeah. about you know? How about yeah, that was that was Farniak from the jump. It wasn't Tyler Smith. It wasn't Tyron Smith. I mean, now there could be a lot of things going on right now, Bobby. We're getting to watch one practice. We're getting to watch one practice, and they're having these practices, you know, every day. And maybe that's where they're taking the opportunity to put Tyler Smith at guard, Tyron Smith at tackle, and those kinds of things. But for us, for us. They kind of left uh, Tyler Smith over there at, at left tackle and then put Farniak at guard and kind of rotated it from that. Yeah, because I think the guard compass we saw, and obviously it'll, you know, we'll need to see if Zach Martin's out there or not. That also can complicate what kind of combinations they're running out there since they need to cover right guard with some reps. But we saw Josh Ball take reps at guard uh, with the first team, Chuma Doga, Farniak. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I was missing there uh, with the first team. I think I think those were were mainly the ones there were were Farniak, Idoga, uh, Ball, 
Um, and, and so they, they had a couple. Did, uh, did Awesome Richards, it, was he at guard? I, I think thought he was. Awesome he was Richards a, was on the, the rookie opposite side. field, but he got guard on the opposite. Yes, field yes, I on was. the opposite yeah. side. He's yeah. on the JV but, field. Yeah, 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 but but not on that side. So uh, it'll be interesting to see some of the combinations this week. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 